Welcome to the Men on Purpose podcast, featuring dynamic conversations with emerging and established visionary men on purpose. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate the men on purpose who are committed, creative, courageous change makers, living their best, most fulfilling life possible. Now, here's the host of Men on Purpose, Ian Lobos. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Men on Purpose podcast. Today, really great guest. We're going to be talking about a lot of cool stuff. First, check this out. Just learned that the Men on Purpose podcast, actually not just learned, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be, we've already learned it, but we are a top 1% podcast in the world. How is that? Guess what? It's not me. It's you. You made that happen. I just am the facilitator and the orchestrator. But all of you made that happen. So huge debt of gratitude to you all for supporting this show and constantly reaching out to me with stuff you love about it. And honestly, what I, I like as well is the stuff you don't like about it because that helps me course correct. That helps me understand the positioning, the messaging, and the, and the mission for this show. And, and we keep dialing this thing in tighter and tighter and tighter. And just to think this show was going to get scrapped before I bought it. It's freaking awesome. Like we resurrected this thing and it's helping so many people. Like I'm grateful for all of you who are supporting us. So thank you. And um, just uh, for when this episode's coming out, you got to go on, check out our new Men on Purpose Facebook community. It's really awesome. Tons of valuable stuff in there. We're doing some, uh, doing some coaching stuff in there too from our, our coaching practice uh, and our front runner event and mastermind Got a lot of cool stuff in there. You know Aaron Velke, my partner. Aaron's my partner on, on Front Runner. He's in there. He's talking about cool stuff. And by the way, I have a really, 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 really killer, like four-part system. It's like two hours of video content. It's a course. And if you join that community, it's free. So the community's free. And I'm giving anybody who joins the Mental Purpose Facebook community the course for free. That's right. And I'm telling you right now, I was looking at some of the edits last night. It is, it is power packed. It's me on video coaching you through my four, my four step system that I lead all of our coaching clients through, whether it's somebody who's still in college to fortune 5,000 CEOs and military members, everybody in between, like, this is it. Like, this is my secret sauce. I'm going to give it to you for free just for helping us out. Obviously you're already listening, but joining the Facebook community. So that's it for housekeeping. Thank you guys again. So let me tell you about Trip Kramer, who's my guest today. Trip, Trip is, a, uh, is, is an expert dating coach and podcast host. He's an international dating coach for men, right? He's created this thing called the TED system to help shy men confidently attract women that they actually desire, right? In his early years, he was a shy guy who figured out through trial and error how to get better at meeting, dating, finding the right type of women for him. So he currently has a, a popular podcast on iTunes. You guys have got to check out called how to talk to girls. And he's got a book called magnetic, which teaches all his secrets on dating and, uh, and attraction. So trip has been featured in national geographic, New York times, ask men, men's health. And he co-hosted a pilot on FYI network called love bites. So this is the real deal. So for all you guys out there who are wondering, or you're stalling, or you're just not having great luck, like you're going to get some real meat out of this thing today. I mean, we talk about, I mean, we talk about dating as a system. We talk about getting your confidence together, overcoming past programming and fear. We talk about, again, building, building systems and processes, which what that does, especially in, 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 you know, when we talk about it usually in business, but in your personal life, what it does is it starts to eliminate emotional reaction. And we talk about that. We talk about rejection, getting back up, putting yourself out there repeatedly, knowing your numbers, right? Knowing your end result, knowing why you're doing something, like being honest and authentic about it. If you're going out to get laid, just say, I'm going out to get laid tonight and just start attracting that into your life. Um, we talk about trips, big things, which is uh, two big things, which is keep your promises that you actually make to yourself and keep the right peer group. Super simple. You guys have heard that before. It's, it's, it's basic level personal development stuff, but it's got a lot of, a lot of depth to it and a lot of power to it. Um, guys who are newly single, we tell you kind of how to get back into the dating world a little bit. Um, we talk about enrollment versus sales. We talk about where people go wrong. We talk about 
getting to that second date and understanding how to celebrate all the little wins so that you're not thinking that the that the number or the first date is the win, but just getting your ass off the couch, getting dressed, that's a win. Getting to the bar, you know, being responsible with your drinking, with your not drinking, like that's responsible. Going up to people, that's a win. Like huge, huge stuff on this episode. I'm really excited, really proud of this thing. Really freaking proud of this thing. And I'm really proud of this episode. So here we go. Here's Trip Trip Kramer. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, Trip. Welcome to Mental Purpose Podcast, man. Thanks for being here. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. This is awesome. Absolutely. So today we're going to be talking about which something that I think is really important, which is building confidence, talking to people. And I want, I want you to, I want you to tell people about what you do, but I also really want to get your backstory because I think the backstory helps people understand that one, they're not alone. Like you're nobody special. I'm nobody special. We just had some pain, some stuff happen in our lives that it drove us hard that we never wanted to go back to that, you know? Yeah. And we all have a different story, but the pain was enough to propel us forward, right? So fear is the tailwind, not the headwind. I like that. That's good. That's good. There's always something there that is going to have a greater emotion that will make you either stand still or push forward, right? Right. Totally. So, so yeah. So for me, my fears... And the things that I were going, that I was going through when I was in my, you know, I don't know, all the way until my early twenties was fear of meeting women. I had social anxiety. It was tough to meet anyone that was a stranger without being extremely nervous. Uh, the only thing with me was I was um, very social with the women that I knew or were introduced to and my friends. And I liked hanging out in my friend group, but it never really got past that. Like I remember in college, we'd always hang out with the same people and I would never push myself to meet other people, but I wanted it. You know, I wanted it. But the fear was bigger. The fear was bigger. Like I would always like want to, and I remember there's this one moment in college. I'll never forget this true story. It's nothing crazy, but it was, it was just intense for me. It was one of those moments that you remember. I remember I was at the bar. I think it was maybe junior, senior year of college. I went to Illinois and my buddy, who was just a super confident dude, he's like, oh, man, that girl over there is so cute. I'm going to go talk to her. Yeah. Almost like he was saying, like, I want that girl. That's the one I want. Yeah. And within a couple of weeks, it was his girlfriend. And my mind was just blown. I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, how did he do that? Like, this guy can just pick any woman he wants and go for her and he'll have her. And he was a guy who I would consider like a pretty good looking guy. Yeah. You know, beyond being also confident, obviously. So when those moments would happen, I would be like, okay, so you just have to be a really good looking guy. And if you're a really good looking guy, that's how you get the women. So I never thought that you could actually do anything to meet women unless you were good looking, the typical good looking, typical good looking guy. And, And you'd see this on, uh, on TV, you know, it's probably so worse now. Social media wasn't as big when I was in college back in like 2000 and mid 2000s. But now it's probably, if I lived now at that time, it would probably be even worse for me because I'd probably even see more of like, oh, every single cute girl is with like a guy who's, you know, typically attractive guy. So this is how I thought the world worked. And I'm not alone here. I know a lot of guys think the world worked yeah. that way also. And that was until like a lot of guys also, they found this information through books and online of like, you can actually learn how to meet women. It is a learnable skill. It's not something that is, you know, how good looking are you? Of course that does play a big factor in it for sure, but you can still be able to meet women who you will be attracted to with being more confident, charismatic and having a personality that can attract women, which I never thought you could do. So discovering this material online through books, the famous book that came out called The Game in like 2005. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Like a lot of guys discovered, again, I'm, I'm like every, every, you know, every other average guy. Like they all have the same story of finding that book and then learning about it. The only difference I think between me and everyone else was I had that burning desire to get better with women. I don't know, you know, where it came from. Maybe I was always this way. I can remember back to my first crush in preschool. I mean, like I was always chasing girls, right? Yeah. And most of the time not succeeding. But until I found some of this material, but here's the funny thing. 
it wasn't the material and the lines and the pickup lines and the techniques and the pickup artist routines. That's not the stuff that got me better with women. That was the encouragement to actually push myself to do what my friend did in college. Yeah. Just take action. Just go and talk to a girl. Now, of course, when I started this, it's not like I went up to my first girl and like, that's all I needed to do. Like, no, it took many, many, many rejections, but it was this hardcore process of going out and meeting women and practicing and practicing the art of socializing and talking to a woman and understanding female psychology and how attraction worked. So I put myself through this rigorous like one to two year experience of going out sometimes almost every night of the week, like even on Sundays and learning how to approach women. And I'm very thankful that at the time I was doing this, dating apps were not around yet. So I was doing this in 2007, eight, nine. Tinder wasn't out until 2012. Yeah. So I'm lucky that that wasn't around because I think if that was around, I wouldn't have still gotten to the point where I, I got to, but I think I would have, it would have taken me longer because I would have gotten some results with that and that would have kept me in my shell. It's a different world though. It's a totally different world. It is, but it makes it easier to meet women, but you're not always successful online. Yeah, but now you're cold calling versus warmly. You know what I mean? Like you're, it's more of a cold call versus a, a networking event type of sale or transaction. Yeah, depending. I mean, I, I would say if you go up to a woman in a grocery store, it's still cold. But what makes it a little bit better is you're right there in front of them. That's what I mean. Like, right. You, yeah, can, get, you I mean. can get warm faster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, like, I want to go back for a second. There's a lot of stuff you said in there that I'd like to talk about or like sure. more detail about. So the, obviously, you know, we, we've talked about dating on this show before and dating and sales are the exact same thing, right? And, and for all of you people who have your mind in the gutter, don't, don't, the close isn't the close that you think, right? There are stages to the close. <laughs> That's just that close you're thinking about. That is just one of the closes. But the, you know, maybe the first close is just getting a high back, right? And then perfecting your system. Like you're saying, and I want to dive into this part, like, the rejection is tough. You know, I remember in college, like I was a really confident guy, but I still like this, I, I got hurt once in like, you know, beginning of college and it, it really kind of messed me up. And I found that I went after, I either went after like my friends in the, in, in the inner circle, like you were talking about, or I would go for like, like the, the, when my friends and my fraternity were all like, man, it's the hottest chick in the party. I would go, that's why I need to go after them, you know, because I just needed that challenge. I don't know what it was. It, it, it was something inside of me. It was just a challenge to see like, can I do this? Like, this is a big rejection. Like, let's make it worth it. Not that the other girls weren't, weren't great, but like all that pressure of all my friends were like, God, dude, that's the hottest girl at this party. There's a hundred girls here. She's the easily the hottest. And I just love that level of, of like challenge and push. Like if I'm going to get rejected, I'm going to get rejected big time. So you know what? But I think, and that's how dude, I went. You had balls. I did. I was still really scared. And, and I think a lot of insecurity, I had a lot of insecurity and obviously we don't know who we are in college. We're, we're idiots in college. You know, we're yeah. just, Oh yeah. We're trying to figure things out, but I want to talk about two things. Um, rejection and getting back up. Right. Because even when you said that, like it gave me a little spark of anxiety. I was like, man, that's a lot of, that's a lot of potential rejection. It's like, man, today, I just don't feel like getting, yeah. I don't feel like getting said no to 20 times. I mean, oh, this sucks. Like putting yourself out there repeatedly. Like I want to talk to that, talk about that, but I also want to talk about systems and processes because I know that with all the businesses that I build in our coaching business, we help people build businesses all over the world. I know that systems and processes eliminate a lot, the majority of emotional response to things. Yeah. And so I want to get your sure. take on that. Yeah. So you mean systematizing dating, right? Well, not the dating, but the, yeah like, like the actual process of going out, meeting women, what yeah. you're wearing, meeting women, talking to yeah, women. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, dating, all of it, right? It's all, all it, it's yeah. all part of it. All wrapped so, up. So yeah, the, the system that I created was very simple. It was just making a goal of how many people I would talk to or how many women specifically I would talk to in a given week or in a given day. So I, you know, you can call it systematize. I, I, I call well, it gamify. Yeah. Like I yeah, gamified totally. it. Totally. Right? It's like, how do I, then that's what made it where I didn't care about the rejections because I, I cared about the numbers because I right. knew that if I talked to enough women and I had enough uh, moments with women that I would eventually get more comfortable and I would get better at this. Yeah. So, you know, it would be this numbers game of, all right, tonight I'm going to go out and I need to talk to five women or I need to talk to 10 women, whatever happens happens. So I didn't care if I got rejected. I mean, yeah, it's uncomfortable and I didn't like it, but the, the thing you find out is you don't end up getting rejected on every single girl you talk to. And also when you do get rejected, it's not like every single rejection is they slap you in the face. and Right. I was going to say, it's not all an F off. Yeah. It's no, like, it's not. No. Once in a while you'll get that. I mean, it's a whole range of different types of whatever rejections as you call them. So I would put myself out there and, and the system was, all right, how many women am I going to talk to tonight? And just repeating that over and over and over. Right. So just doing the reps, and getting those reps in as many times as I could. And then through that process, look at what could I do better here? Was I able to continue the convert? Like, you know, when she doesn't reject you, okay, spotlight's on you. It's like, you're the one who went over to her. So she's going to be expecting yeah, you better you to carry this something. conversation. Yeah. You better carry this conversation because she might not carry it for you. How did you or, do that? That was, so there's a, there are a few things you can do. So the way that I did it, was I would make sure that when I went in there, I would have a couple things to just spark the conversation and get it going. So I would say either comment maybe on something that they were wearing. So I had this little system called wearing, holding, doing. So if they're wearing something, holding That's something great. or doing something, any of those I can comment on to make conversation go. So wearing, it's like, oh, wow, those are really cool sneakers. Where'd you get those? Doing, maybe they're uh, walking a dog. Oh, you know, where, you know, what kind of dog is that? Whatever. Uh, and then holding, uh, wearing, holding. Yeah. And then holding would be, I don't know, they might be holding something. If they're holding something interesting, I can comment on that. Maybe it's a pair of sunglasses they're holding or a bag from a certain store. And you're like, oh, cool. Wait, where's that? Where'd you go? Where's that store? Oh, nice. Where'd you get that? Okay, cool. That's one way of doing it. Another way, the way that I teach the most is being a little bit more direct so I like a little bit being more direct, which means the woman knows why you're there. She is clear on the fact that you are trying to hit on her. Yeah. And I want guys to have those moments because I don't want the woman to be too confused. So the wearing, holding, doing is good. I think that's actually harder. It sounds easier because it's easier to start the conversation, but it's kind of harder to maneuver into like, you know, I'm actually over here because I thought, you know, you were cute. Like that's hard to get over to that side. So what I normally teach is go direct right away. So they know right away. So there's no awkward change yeah. of conversation. Yeah. So the line I like to use is like having guys go over. I would go over and say like, Hey, two seconds. I had to come meet you. And they'd be like, Oh, hi. I'm like, Hey, we, no, are you from? And then whatever city you're in. So you're in yeah. Los Angeles, right? So you'd say like, Oh, are you from Los Angeles? Oh, cool. And then talk about that for a little bit. And then just ask a couple of boring questions, which is like, oh, what do you do? What do you do for fun when you're not working? Cool. Just getting the vibe going and talking yeah. to them and having really easy questions to ask. So conversation can flow. And then from there, she gets an idea of your personality. She gets an idea, obviously, of what you look like. And then you go for a number. Sometimes you get it. Sometimes you don't. Right. Sometimes you're able to have the conversation. Sometimes she's just like, oh, no, thank you. And like walks away. And then that's it. And then you just go through that process. And it's just like swiping. And is this and is, is this is this anywhere? Is this anywhere? You know, is, is there a bar mentality or, or a, a... anywhere you want? Okay. Anywhere. You know what's interesting? Um, so one, I want to ask you about the the mindset or like the. It, it almost sounds like you weren't locked into an outcome or or a result. So like, is that one of the secrets? Is that like and and again for for everybody who's listening. 
Just because you're talking about dating does not mean this isn't about sales and business. This is the exact same thing. It's about building rapport and understanding like how to communicate and, and, and yeah. get into rapport with somebody, period. Yeah, and persuasion. It's all persuasion, right? Right, right. Persuasion is dating. Persuasion is selling. Persuasion is marketing. Right. You're persu- and then persuasion is so funny. Persuasion has, this, uh, has a negative connotation, doesn't it? Yeah. Persuade it sounds like manipulate, but manipulate no, but manipulate is a lot harsher word. Persuasion is um, is, persuasion uh, is just the idea. Like if you look up in the deck in the dictionary, it's just changing someone's belief or mind on something. That's it. Right. That's all it is. So it's like you're selling something to someone. You're just changing their belief on they don't need the thing you're selling to they do need the thing that you're selling. Right. Right. Or dating, it's like hey, they don't have any interest in you. So you're going to change their belief on why you are an attractive person and they are interested in you. I think now that we kind of break it down, manipulation is maybe like a form of persuasion. So that's one way you can persuade someone right. is by manipulative tactics, which would be, you know, whatever. Yeah, but the outcome's different. Honest. Yeah, the outcome's different. Like manipulation is like force and, and, um, and persuasion is like power, like power versus force conversation where where they're going to probably get in the same place, but you're, you're ending your outcome. The result of is going to be a little bit different in how that person thinks like if it like forceful, hard charging salespeople, their, their, their result is never going to be the same. Like it might be the sale, but you're not going to keep a client around. You're going to have to keep getting new, new, new all the time. Whereas if you are in your power, in your power, not being a power, like, player but in your power then people get to know you better and they can work with you and actually like want to talk to you again i mean i think the idea to to simplify it is no matter how hard you sell or how hard you persuade if you don't have a product that someone is going to get results from or enjoy using whatever it is you're selling when i say product i kind of encompass service in that as well so anything yeah yeah. you know then then it's not going to work. So you can sell to someone, you could persuade someone, but at the end of the day, they need to receive the product. Maybe that product is you in dating. Maybe that product is a coaching service that you're providing. And as soon as they get that, and it's not what they thought it was, you're never going to be able to build a business. You'll never be able to attract anyone in dating because they're going to see like, Oh, okay. I just got, you know, manipulated or scammed or persuaded. Yeah. It's not authentic. It's not authentic. It's not the thing that they thought they were getting themselves into. Right. And that happens a lot in dating. People do that a lot. Women do it. Men do it. You know, it's like they put on this vibe or picture of who they are. And it's not really who they are. Uh, well, you know, you can sell someone into a coaching service. And then when they get that coaching service, it doesn't actually make any changes. Or let, Let's talk about that for a things. second. Yeah. I, I want to get into that. Dude, there's, I, we literally could talk for two hours, but we're going to keep it tight. We're going to keep it to 45. <laughs> oh, we'll keep it tight. We'll keep it tight. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, all right. So let's talk about that inauthenticity because I know so many people period in sales, especially in podcasting, in coaching, in real estate sales. I know people in the, like, I don't know what the hell I'd do if I were single today. And I want to, I want, I have that question written down. I want to ask you about that. I was, I wrote that when I wrote it when you were, I got uh, an answer for you. Um, but like, let me just, let me, let me back up. Cause I have like four questions I wrote down while you were talking. Um, so in, I, you're talking inauthenticity. I think that's where you're. Yeah. Right. But the, I kind of want to preface, preface that with the enrollment versus sales, you know, enrollment versus selling conversation where are you, what's your goal when you're going out? Like, and does that actually matter? Because like, do people go wrong when they go out to get laid or do the people go wrong when they go out to just talk to somebody or does it, does it matter? Or do you like, if I go out right now and the, I have the intention, I was coaching a bunch of real estate agents yesterday, high level guys in, in Beverly Hills. And I said, here's the triangle, right? The moment that you go this way toward your check, you are going way wrong. But the moment that you go this way for them, for their needs, for a referral later on, Um, for their goal to be hit, it changes the whole trajectory of everything. And you become way more authentic when you go toward serving them versus serving your needs. But we all have needs. So like, how do you, how do you set yourself up for success 
in that dating world where you're like, I kind of want to get laid tonight, but I do want to just meet a nice person. And if I get laid, maybe that's a bonus or you just go for it. What's the deal? I mean, well, first, if we're talking about like, if we're talking about getting laid or getting a girlfriend or all the above, it all starts with the, I just ask a guy what they want. Right. Okay. So stop me if I'm going down the wrong path here in terms Very of cool. what your question was, but I start with asking what they want. So it's, it's pretty simple. Most guys, most guys want a relationship. And then, you know, I don't know, 60%. I'm not saying all men. I'm saying the ones that I work with that come to me. So my data is like 60% want a relationship and 40% want to just have casual flings, one night stands. Yeah. I don't care. I don't judge. I don't care what you want. No, Do, you know, cool. Whatever you want is whatever. what you want. Um, I don't, you know, I'm not, I don't want to sit on a, on a soapbox saying everyone should be in a relationship. That's ridiculous. No, no. So whatever you want is what you want. Now, it was funny enough, just a side note, funny enough, I found that in the 40% of guys who just want to get laid, about like 20 to 30% find out after we're working together that they actually want a relationship. It's just like that's it, it, kind of where our, our brain goes to. Do you find that they just want to get laid? Because they, if you go a layer deeper, they just, they're afraid of commitment. They don't want to get hurt again. They just, they want to be able to cut and run. Is that yeah, something? Some, some of that, or they just like haven't had a lot of sexual experiences and they want to have sexual experiences. Got it. So that's going to come with not being committed, right? If you want to do be you, able to sleep with multiple women, you won't be Do you be in a support that by the way? Like, and, and I say support that, like in your coaching practice, do you say, like I had a, I had a 19 year old ask me like, what's, what's your best advice with girls? And I said, um, in all honesty, as long as you can do it respectfully and everybody's, everybody's, you know, got the same mindset. Like, I think you need to experience as much as you can. I mean, don't, don't be Caligula, but like experience as much as you can to really understand other people, your own sexuality, your, who you are, you probably will find yourself in there somewhere. And it's just like a rite of passage that every man wants to go through. And, right. and I've been there. I don't know if you've been there, if you, you know, it's like, we just, it's what we want. But you know, what's funny is we're talking about this right now as if yeah. women don't like sex. So I was just going to say that, dude, we're, there's we're literally a double that. standard. It's so unfair. We're for thinking women. like, oh, we're men. And so we're like taking something from a woman and no, she's like, no. okay, I'll guess I'll sleep with you. I not, no. I don't enjoy it, but sure. Like, women that's have not the power, how it goes. Man. Women have the power. Well, they just, they enjoy it too. Like we all yeah. enjoy it. There's women out there who also don't want to be in relationships. So but that's, that's, the, why, that's the crazy double standard in our society. And, and frankly, a lot of societies is that men who sleep around are just men who sleep around, but women who sleep around aren't, you know, they have, right. they have, they have, um, they get slut shame. They get slut Yeah. Shame yeah. Before. Yeah. Stereotypes, which I think is super fucked up and unfair because like, why wouldn't that work? If a guy wants to just go out and get laid, why can't he just be with chicks that want to just get out and get laid? Now, obviously, there's some psychological stuff in there for both parties. Well, so, yeah, society, slut-shaming. Also, it's just like not really wired in a woman's brain to want to sleep with that many people sure. because there's way more risk because she can get pregnant. Sure. So there's just, you know, and those, those two factors are really the biggest. That's why you have women being more selective and men being more of the, you know, the person who's being assertive or the... Uh, the initiator so to speak you know dude truth be told two things one i as as a as a i wouldn't say an aggressive guy but like i think my personality is a little intense sometimes and i think people say i'm aggressive but i'm just intense and, and like upbeat um i got i loved when it was like if i was hitting on somebody and they said look i want the same thing you do let's cut the bullshit i was like Thank you. Like, that's great. This is great. Thank you. I don't have to sit here and like go through these motions. I, I like, why can't I just say, look, I'm looking to get laid. Are you looking to get laid? If not, I don't, don't want to waste your time or mine. Because women don't want to look slutty. No, dude. Friends. And I can that's tell you right funny. now, in all honesty, um, I was turned off. And this is me, but I was turned off by women who came on to me too hard. Interesting. Well, yeah. I, I think so. If I were to, dive into that psychologically yeah. i would say you're turned off by that maybe because that might say to you that this woman has this woman has slept around with a lot of men probably and that means that she's you know someone who's been uh used 
and someone who's had slept with a lot of men and maybe has, has had a lot of kids. So we're talking about evolutionary psychology and biology here. So maybe yeah. your brain is saying like, oh, well, I don't want to be with someone who already has children. Again, not literally. Not literally. Yeah, not literally. Yeah. Right. But you want to be with someone who hasn't had kids so you can spread your seed and genes with someone who right. is who is and healthy enough to carry your children. Like the cave, like that caveman mindset. Yeah, the Dude, caveman I'll mindset. Tell you, what it really is, is, uh, is, and something that I learned through, you know, my own personal development journey was that I, uh, it didn't make me feel special enough for as weird as that oh, sounds. Oh, interesting. Okay. So no joke, a self-esteem like, issue. Yeah. It, you, it, just, um, you want to be only wanted by, I, <laughs> by a woman yeah. who's like selecting you out of the many right. men. Right. And so I yeah. never, I never competed. I never liked to compete like that. I, I, if I, if I competed, which is one, why you always went for the most, the prettiest girl. Cause you probably I, thought in your head that most guys were not going after her. Yeah. And that's probably why you wanted to go yeah. after her. And, and that was awesome. But I can tell you right now, it didn't, it didn't build my confidence because in all honesty, when we go back to authenticity, that really wasn't what I truly wanted. I wasn't as happy, not to say those relationships weren't great at points, but I, I wasn't really that happy. I was, it, it was almost my ego and my facade. And I, I felt very disconnected. Um, I felt very disconnected in college and even after college, like until honestly, I met my wife and I'm not saying that because she can hear me in the other room. I just felt very disconnected. Like I didn't understand who I was like, why am I attracted to this person? When like a couple months later, I'm, I'm out of this relationship. Like, can I ever find somebody that I just want to stick with? Like, they're just a cool person to just be and hang with. And when I finally, I feel like, um, you know, got that connection within me mm -hmm. and that I wasn't worried about, trying to go after the, the prize or like prove something to the world or to my buddies. I actually have a great relationship. You know, I've had a couple really great relationships. And then my wife, like, because I'd been through enough experiences, mm -hmm. I knew that when I met her, like she wasn't a get for me. And that's how my dad told me to sell or taught me to sell is, your sale is not a get. You're not getting another sale. You're helping someone by creating a possibility. You're creating possibility in what you can do for them and a possibility of what can be done. And yeah. so like, that's what you do in, in a relationship is it wasn't a get. Like my wife wasn't a get. She was just someone I was very genuinely interested in and she didn't care. She didn't pursue. She was just very different than all the other girls. And it made me feel good. It's a mutual exchange of value, right? Totally. So like when you're selling, it's not like you're winning when you get the sale. They're right. winning too. Everyone's winning. You're just exchanging yeah. value in different ways. You're giving them value based on the coaching or information you're giving them or the product that you're selling them. Totally. And they're giving you value called money. So then you can use that money to do other things where you can get other forms of value. So yep. just this circle of value that's happening. And with dating, it's the same idea is when you're dating, you're looking for something of value. They're looking for something of value. Sometimes I know that takes the romance out of it, but when you break it down, it's always that way. When you're with, it feels good to be with someone. You get value sure. out of that. So, so I'm looking at, I, I got, I, I have so many other questions for you and I want to watch our time. Okay. Better let, pick let, the let, best one. <laughs> This is cool, man. This is, I love, I love, uh, I love when we do these interactions and I'm writing, you know, as you're talking, like I'm yeah. really interested and I'm very curious and I, and I, 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 I want to start bringing these episodes down to that 45 minutes. So, um, huh. okay. So for the single guys out there that are listening right now and wherever they are, give us some steps. Like, let's just imagine, I'm thinking about some of my, my maybe my buddies here in LA, um, and I have a lot of single buddies, so they, they won't know that I'm talking about them. Um, where does one begin? Because like, uh, for instance, I was talking to one of them last weekend, and he was like, dude, I honestly, like, I don't, I don't want to go online dating. I don't want to go out to bars. Like, obviously, with COVID and stuff, it's a lot tougher. Um, I don't, I don't want to put myself out there in these huge dating pools. Like, I wish there was just a way for well, me to... 
you know, like, die alone. You that's that, that, I die alone. That's what I say. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so you're saying you got to get, you got to yeah, get no one that, who get wants to do this. any of it. Does anyone want to really do anything? Not really. Do you really. want to just, do you want to sell? I mean, you do, but you want to just, you want the end result of selling. Like it's right. all work. Sure. So if you're not ready to put in the work, well, then you can, you know, just settle for what you're going to get, which is not what you want. Right. How do you right? shift somebody's mindset around that? Whether, where they're like, they're not in action. It's not like they're in action and getting rejected all the time. And you have to, you have to, well, I don't, out. I don't even focus on that. Like I don't have guys that come to me that are, you know, that I have to convince it's like, right. but if I had that situation, and you were like, can you convince my buddy? I'd probably say probably not. I probably wouldn't yeah. be able to convince your buddy. Maybe I can sit down with him and say, like, why don't you want it? And maybe it goes down to like deeper psychological issues that he would have to talk totally. to a therapist or something totally. like that, you know, but it's, uh, well, what can he a, do? What can he do to get, to get women attracted to him? Okay. Like, what can so he let, do to, so yeah. should we say like, let's pretend like your friend's like, all right, trip, I'll give it a shot. What do I do? Yeah. What do I, yeah. Trip from that place. I mean, I'm will, yeah. I'm willing to do this. Like, do I change my clothes? Do I change my, do I shave yeah. my beard? So off? here's like, what I say is it's not as much work as you think it's going to be. And also you got to remember we're humans. We adapt so fast. Like everything's really hard right in the beginning on any new thing we try. And then all of a sudden becomes easy. This is like, I keep on having to remind myself this because you start to procrastinate things you don't want to do. And then you're like, Oh, actually this is not so bad anymore. All because you've done it over and over. Nice. So that's a good mindset to have going into it. And I say, listen, you want to meet women, you just do two things. There's two ways to meet women. And the two, well, there's many ways, but the two best ways that's going to get you the most results is meeting women in person and online. So you have to set up an online dating profile, one that is going to have the best pictures and a good profile. And then you will have to spend 30 minutes to an hour every day swiping and messaging. However, that's like a batched period. So I tell guys like, 5 p.m. when you get home, just do it for an hour and then never touch it again until the next day, next day at 5 p.m. So that might seem like a lot like an hour. It's like, well, better than just like seeing your phone all the time and like notifications are popping up and that might be overwhelming, but you sit down for an hour and just do it. Then you should be going out and you should be meeting women. Could be bars, could Where? be sidewalks, okay. grocery stores, LA, Third Street Promenade, you know, outdoor areas, downtown areas. I wouldn't do classes and gyms. It's just, it's not enough volume. You're just not able to meet enough women. What do you mean by that? Classes and gyms like? Like yoga classes okay. or like at the gym you know, or cooking class. Like if you want to do those things, do those things for you. And if you see a woman you want to talk to, then talk to her. But ideally, you're making time throughout your week to go out and talk to women that you see that are around. So take a Saturday afternoon, go to a place that's, you know, like a mall or an outdoor sure. area if it's nice and just start making conversations with women that you see that are attractive. What if a guy's super shy? Like if how do you super break that? shy? So yeah, so most guys are really shy to do that. Yeah. If you're super shy, like I was when I first started this, then you have to take it just slower, right? Online dating is kind of like boom, 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 pretty quick profile. You're swiping like you can do this on your couch in your underwear. What well, do you, let me ask out, you a quick question. Do you say to somebody... Like, look, I, this is like, is it a, is it a confidence killer or a, or a mood killer? If you're like, look, I'm not that great at this. I'm giving it, I'm giving it my best. Like do you, do you bring that out? I wouldn't just, because okay. then you're training in the wrong way. You know what I Got mean? It. You're basically like admitting like you're, it's like a handicap. You're basically already going <laughs> right. into this with, uh, with, with showing her that you have no confidence, right. you know? So I wouldn't start that way. I would start by making it so simple, like literally going out of your house, spending an hour and asking 10 women where a really good coffee shop is. If you okay. can do that, that's going to get you to the point where you are getting really used to having conversations with a woman who is a stranger in person. Some guys that I work with and when I coach them, they come back and they go, trip, super easy. What's next? And we need to go to the next level. It's like, all right. Let's use another line that's more direct or let's do that line, but let's talk for at least a couple minutes, you know, or some guys come back and go, Oh, that was really hard. And I go, okay, well, let's just repeat it again and repeat it again or repeat it again until it doesn't become hard anymore because eventually it does become easy. Every guy's at sure. different levels. It's a habit build. Yeah. Yeah. You're building a habit and you're desensitizing yourself. So if we're talking about systems, this is called systematic desensitization. Yeah. It's a system Got to it. desensitize yourself from the fear of approaching women specifically. That makes sense. So it, it, it's, yeah, when I say it like that, it, it, it's work. Yeah, it's definitely it, work. It is work. 
But yeah. the results are awesome. If you're like, yeah, I want to find a girlfriend or I want to, you know, be sleeping with a woman that I want to sleep with. You can be that with this system. Do you think that a lot of people settle? Like I have a lot of friends from, from, you know, my life that I know they just are not happy, but they were so tired of dating. They were so tired of, of, of the, of the, the mill, you know, going through the mill, the treadmill that like you could tell that they were like, I mean, shit, I, I just don't want to go out back out there. Like, I'm just so tired of dating that like, I think this because do. they were doing it wrong. Yeah. And I you agree know, with they that. Were doing it I wrong totally agree they with weren't that. Getting, they weren't getting the results they wanted. I have, yeah. I heard a saying once it's called live life the hard way and yeah. life becomes easy. Live life the easy way and life becomes hard. So in this case, what would that mean? Well, oh, I don't want to go out there. This is just like, I'm just going to settle. So that's living life the easy way. But then it becomes hard because what happens after that? Well, you're in a relationship with someone you're not really attracted to. Maybe your sex life dies and then things aren't good because you settle because you you don't have the things in common or the same values. And now you got to get a divorce. Now you just lost half your money. And now you have to pay alimony and child support. And now like you get to see your kids every once in a while, but not as much as you want. Whoa, that sucks. Talk yeah, about living life the hard way because you wanted some easy way out. So, and that's so unfortunately that's that is you reality. Can, it, you can you can instill fear in some of your friends and say, "Yeah, that's fine. If you don't want to do that, you want to settle. Um, you could be in a world of pain, my friend." <laughs> yeah, dude, you're, you're, you're totally, <laughs> so, you're totally. I'm just being realistic. No, that's totally true. It's it's very it's very accurate. Let me ask you what what about. Um, you know, I know in our coaching business, one of the things, the, the, one of the unique things that we have is a, is a very, um, is a two, two stage approach to when people come to us, most people come to us for either personal development or business development, but we find that they need, or we found, you know, years ago that they needed both. Like the human has to grow in, in order for the relationship or the business or the money or the bank account to grow. So one of the things that we do is we have people um, start to look at and illuminate their, the past conditioning. Like, where did you get that idea from that you're not good enough? Or where did you get the idea from that you're fat? Or where did you get the idea from like, like shining spotlights on the fear pieces so that they're not as scary. So when you go out, your brain isn't like, Oh my God, this person thinks I'm fat. It's only because your mom said that to you when you were 13 years old, but it's yeah. not true. Cause you're 28, you know? So like, how does, would it be smart for somebody in the dating world? Cause obviously I don't do dating coaching, but personal development coaching, it's, it can bridge any, any gap in any space, but yeah. Mindset shifts for sure. Yeah. yeah. Would you have someone illuminate or like become aware of and, and dig into what their traumas and to understand yes. why they operate? Okay, cool. Yes. Although when we get down to, we found the traumatic thing, I always recommend that they see a psychologist, right? Because yeah. I'm, a, I'm yeah. a coach and not a psychologist. So I tell guys, you know, if you want to get the most out of our coaching experience, therapy is a great idea. You don't have to be in therapy to get results in coaching, but some totally. guys really need it. You know, I have some guys that come to me who have serious sexual shame because they were brought up religious, but now they're not religious anymore. And that's just not something I can solve. But we discovered yeah. that. And then I recommend that they see a therapist to get that taken care of. And then I can give them all the steps that they're going to need and the right mindsets and the right mindset shifts, even if it kind of deals with the psychological stuff, but the right mindsets to be successful in this area and to build sure. confidence and self-esteem. You know, sometimes all you need to build self-esteem is two things. One, and so by the way, before I get into it, I'll say self-esteem is synonymous with confidence. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing. Two things. One, keep the promises that you make to yourself. And two, surround yourself by a peer group that lifts you up and doesn't bring you down. And that both, both of those work together, right? If you're around people, that's like a poor peer group or, you know, so what was the first one? First one is keeping the promises you make to yourself. And the second is having integrity. Yeah. It basically is. Okay. Let's say this. You say, I'm going to go to the gym two times this week. And then you go to the gym two times that week you're going to feel good about yourself. So you're going to build your self-esteem because you accomplished it. If you say, I'm going to go to the gym seven times this week, and you don't go to the gym seven times this week, you do it six times, you're going to feel crappy about yourself. So you always need to be setting goals and doing things that are going to make you feel accomplished and make you feel like a productive human. 
You could yeah. do that. You will build your self-esteem. But at the end of the day, isn't that just integrity to your commitments to yourself, which is. Yeah. But you got to be making those commitments to yourself. I don't know if a lot of people are doing that throughout the week. Yeah, totally. Just going to work. Like that's not really. No, it's not know, a commitment. That's a, it's not, an obligation. It, it is, but like, yeah, it's exactly. That's a good way. Yeah. It's more of an obligation. And then so what's the survival. second one? So it's like, keep the second your... one is, is peer group is you got to surround yourself by people who are lifting you up and not putting you down, right? Keeping you down there. Like if you're surrounding yourself by, you know, they, what do they say? They say that the uh, people you hang, hang yeah. the you five, five closest, hang with yep. is the five closest people to you is the sum of who you are. It's, I'm, no, I'm you're, like, it's it, like but... your, your network equals your net worth. So like you're the sum of the five closest people that you have. Right. So if you're surrounding yourself by people who are losers, who are not doing anything with their life and are like the six loser. drugs all the time. Yeah. You're going to do those things too. You'll be affected by that. Yeah. So you are very influenced by the people that you have around you. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, that's, that's, that's selfish. And that's honestly, regardless of dating or anything, that is just a great life lesson. And, and like one of the, one of the programs we offer is called the purpose driven formula. And the second step is elimination. And we always get to that and people go, okay, so I just have to cut out what like sugar and alcohol. And I'm like, no, no, you can keep those in. You got to cut out habits and you've got to cut out some mindsets and some ways of being and some thought processes. And you got to cut out people. And they're like, whoa, what, what? And they go, yeah, I need to, I, I'd like to know a list of the people that you hang out with because if you want to continue to rise, like crabs in a bucket, they're just going to keep dragging you down. They don't want you to be successful. They'll tell you that. Like my wife had, has had some friends that we, we got rid of last year that like they'll tell you they're happy as shit for you, but when you're not looking, they're going to pull your ass back down. Yeah, and that you can't have that when you're in a, in in an ascension mindset and and a trajectory. When you're ascending, you can't have people that are stable on a on a plane, basically a treadmill to the grave is what I call it. You're not ascending. You're not growing. You're not working on yourself. You're not pushing. You're not stretching. You're not doing anything for yourself except for like you said, getting in a car, going to a job, complaining about your life complaining about other people's lives, using words like, or phrases like, it must be nice. That doesn't work. So doesn't work. no, 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 no. All right. Last thing before we wrap. So yep. we talked about how this thing has to be stages, right? You have to celebrate every little thing. So the fact that you got up and got dressed to go out, win. the fact that you went to the bar, win. you made it there safely. The fact that you're going to drink responsibly tonight, uh, you know, and get a ride home or, or, or not or, drink at all or not drink at all or not get sloppy drunk because you can't control your alcohol as an adult. So like when <laughs> that yep. you set a goal just to have 10 conversations or two conversations and you have a system like the, what you're wearing or doing or holding, or like I use WWFF work, weather, fun, family, right? In, in the business world. I'm not really sure you want to use that in the dating world, but like same thing, you have a system of how you're going to do this, right? So that's a win. And you get maybe a number, a win. And then you get this, a win. But here's the thing. I feel like all those wins will lead to that first date. What happens when somebody's like, yeah, um, I'm not really looking to go out again. Like, are you crushed? Or do you prep yourself for like, hey, it doesn't really matter if I get a second date. I'm really, I'm really grateful to be on this date. Like, how do, you, how do people get their mindset wrapped around a successful first date that would lead to a second date, but being present in it so that they're not worried that if they didn't get a second date, that they're not like crushed. I would say always expect the worst and hope for the best. Okay. Okay. So expect that nothing is going to necessarily go your way, but you hope for the best. And when I say hope, I use that term loosely because I don't mean hope like you pray. You're, you are doing things where you are setting yourself up for success. So yeah. as long as you're doing the thing, and also, it, so the formula, part of this formula is also patience. You've got to understand that nothing's going to happen overnight. Anything yeah. you do in life, it's going to take six months to a year to see. Totally, dude. Oh, it sucks, it. sucks so bad. Consistent work. It is. It it's sucks hard. so bad. Yeah. I hate patience like, sometimes. We all hate, we, yeah, we all hate patience because <laughs> we want it now, 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 now. Yep. But if you can just get into the mindset of, okay, six months to a year, like working out, building yep. a business, meeting women and getting dates, it takes consistent effort to get yep. to that point. But then I yep. always say, what else are you going to do? What are you going to do? Scroll through social media? You're going to watch TV? You're going to just like, what else are you doing with your life? 
Right. You know, and if, there, if there's something else that's getting in the way, then back to what you were saying is you got to cut it. Okay. Cut it. So what's going on and things, are you eating the wrong foods that are giving you low energy? Cut it. Are you with the wrong people that are giving you uh, bad vibes and, cut and it. bringing you down? Cut it. So it might be a, a whole cutting scenario so you can get to the point where you're actually doing the thing and not just sitting, wasting away. Cause what else totally. do you do? This is all we have, right? Totally. Dude, on that note, we're going to wrap. Cool. It was awesome. So check it out. Um, well, I want to make sure that people know about your podcast called uh, How to Talk to Girls. It's on iTunes. I'm sure it's on Spotify and Stitcher and all the other yep. crazy Everywhere things. And then listen to podcasts. Yep. Your book, which is called Magnetic, which teaches about dating and attraction. And um, I'm gonna, let me read the cover real quick. It's Cultivate Confidence, Become Rejection Proof, and Naturally Attract the Women You Desire. Now, uh, let me ask you one quick question. Can this work for for um, uh, men to men, women to women, or is this men to women? This is men to women. I think like okay. a lesbian might be able to use it also. It's but more it's, women generated. It's more heterosexual men okay. looking to meet women. That's what the book is designed to discuss. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Love it. Trip. Thanks for being here, man. Been a real thanks pleasure. I learned me. a lot. Absolutely. Yeah, this is great. You're a good interviewer. Good question. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, man. And I love, I love just, I love just rapping with you. Uh, thank you for being here. Really appreciate it. And audience, thank you guys so much for listening. Actually men and women for listening. Um, we're top 1% in the world now. That's because of you guys. I am only a catalyst. I'm only sitting up here and doing what I like to do in an authentic manner and feeling like, you know, this is the mission. It's aligned. These are the questions. I'm being genuinely curious about other people. And, and, I, and I, I, I hear you and you've responded with making us the top 1% of the world. So boom, grateful for that. Super grateful. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Mental Purpose Podcast. Thanks, everybody. Thanks again for listening to the Men on Purpose podcast, where our mission is to educate, elevate, and activate every man to truly live their best, most fulfilling life possible. To find out more about the podcast, our guests, or becoming a man on purpose, visit menonpurposepodcast.com and choose your most purposeful path forward.